It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. So a number of producers of Irish Raw Milk Cheese have come together to run Irish Raw Milk Cheese Week, which takes place this week from the 8th to the 14th of May. Yesterday, I spoke to one of the participants, Siobhan Nigarvi from St. Tola Goat's Cheese, to find out more. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Siobhan, great to have you back on The Best Possible Taste. And today we're going to talk about the Irish Raw Milk Cheese Week that has taken place this week. And you are an award-winning cheesemaker there in County Clare. St. Tola will be very well known to many of our listeners. But can you just explain the difference between cheese that is made with raw milk and cheese that is made with pasteurized milk? Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there about raw milk. Yes, uh, first of all, thanks very much, um, Sharon, for allowing me um, to speak with you today because um, this is a very important um, issue uh, about raw milk cheeses. And that's, and I suppose there's some misnomers about it out there, but it's just great to have this opportunity to talk to you and that we have this awareness campaign that is actually starting today, Monday the 8th, and goes on until next Sunday. And there is a certain amount of confusion as to what the difference between raw milk cheese and pasteurized milk cheeses are. Um, there are fabulous cheeses that are made from raw milk and there are absolutely fabulous cheeses that are made from pasteurized cheese as well. Um, the, I suppose the basic difference is in how the milk is treated before the cheese is made. So in pasteurized uh, cheeses made from pasteurized milk, the milk is heat treated. So it's brought up over 70 degrees and it, it, it is heated. Um, whereas in raw milk cheeses, you're not pasteurizing it. You're not bringing the milk up to that temperature. And um, I suppose how it has come about, I mean, traditionally, um, all cheeses were made from raw milk. Um, the best and finest of the cheeses that we know, uh, the Grand Padanos, the Parmesans, the Gruyers, all those fantastic European cheeses um, are still made from raw milk cheeses. And I mean, up to 20 years ago in Ireland, we had a lot more of the Irish farmhouse cheeses were made from raw milk cheese. But I suppose it's to do with the scale of modern farming and the scale of modern food production and food distribution systems. There has been, um, you know, increased risks, I suppose, when it comes to pathogens, just because the chain um, coming from the, from, the, from the main product, which is milk, to um, the whole transport system has become more complicated. So there has been more risks when it has come to, I suppose, just the modern way, the more uh, the modern way that food now is uh, delivered, you know, to people's plates, whether it's at home when they're cooking themselves or whether they're buying something in a supermarket or a shop. So that's why I suppose pasteurization has grown. But it's because of this, as raw milk cheese makers have stayed more determined to uh, to keep up the age old tradition of producing milk from raw milk. And actually, when you're producing a raw milk cheese, you have to work harder at making a raw milk cheese because you are being extra careful with the whole path with the whole pathogens. And I suppose those of us who are making raw milk cheeses, we're not making them. Those of us here in Ireland are not making them on an industrial level. So it's very much about milk coming from our own farm, our farm very close to us. And so there is total traceability and we're working very closely 
um, with, with the farmer, if the farmer is not oneself, like in our case, uh, to make sure there's total visibility and there is very high levels of hygiene. So that's the main difference. It's to do with the, tre um, the treatment, the heat treatment of, of, of the milk. And that's the difference between raw milk cheeses and pasteurized cheese in a very quick synopsis, Sharon. So if I go in to a shop then and I'm looking at cheese, how do I know if it's made with raw milk or pasteurized milk? Um, in all cases, like in any food product, especially when it comes to um, milk, um, it will be clearly labelled on the cheese that you buy. If it's a pre-packed label, it will clearly it'll have to say, and um, milk alone, that's talk about being raw or pasteurised, is seen as a, a as a risk a risk product. So milk is highlighted, and whether it's raw or pasteurised will also be on it. Some of us cheesemakers put specific uh, stickers on that say made from raw milk. But um, wherever you go, if you're in doubt, what you should do is ask your cheesemonger, whoever is selling the cheese to you, because you could be buying a cheese that they're that they're cutting freshly for you. So, I mean, the majority of cheesemongers are very knowledgeable. Um, if not, if you're dealing in a larger multiple where the cheese person might not actually be at the counter when you're getting the cheese if you look at the labeling it will be clearly marked as to whether it's raw or made from raw or pasteurized milk so that's why labeling is so important it is great to go into a place that has its own cheese counter or a cheesemonger because they're always very knowledgeable about the products that they're they're selling and this week is all about education and educating the consumer about raw milk cheeses Tell us about the other cheesemakers that are involved in the, the campaign. Yes, yeah, so we're um we're a group of eight cheesemakers that are involved in this week's campaign. We're all part of the um Irish Slow Food Raw Milk Cheese Presidia, which is um a subgroup of Slow Food International, which people might be aware of. Um, that are very much about protecting traditional methods of farming and producing food. So the other eight cheesemakers are from all over the country. We have um, established cheesemakers like ourselves, like Nakanoor Cheese. Um, then we have Hegarty's who are producing the beautiful uh, Balanvarig raw milk cheese, which is a cheddar, and their Temple Gall, which is a Comte-type cheese. Um, we also have um, Karaleggi cheese in Cavan, um, they're great for them uh, for, at farmers markets. They do a whole range of cows, sheep and goats milk cheeses. Uh, then we have some of the much smaller producers that you will really only find in uh, farmers markets or maybe at one or two very select independent stores. Uh, the Lost Valley Dairy do a raw cows milk cheeses there in West Cork. And then you have Leitrim Hill Creamery who are very new to the um, new to the group. They do goats cheese. They only have six goats. Um, so they're very much a very small production um, in Leitrim, but they are in one or two shops as well. We have a whole list of the eight participants, even though we were only eight cheesemakers, we're producing 24 raw milk cheeses. So the list of the cheeses and the shops where they may be found are all on the Irish Farmhouse Cheese website, www.irishcheese.ie. And if you look on that and look up the part there about the promotional week, you will see the participants, you will see lovely photographs of us and our cheeses and our animals and a list of places of the retail outlets that are participating as well. And also the food service, Eurotalk, the organisation working with chefs who are very much about protecting traditional methods of producing, of farming, producing cheese. A lot of the chefs are featuring raw milk cheeses on their menus this week as well. So it's a matter of going to whether your local cafe is or where your local shop 
example, you buy your cheese and um, the majority of them have been very good for coming on board with this. There's a whole variety of cheese within the 24. You have very fresh cheeses like our own fresh crata and our St. Ola Karst. And then you have the more mature, you have the cheddars then like the um, like the Balanvarig, the Nakanor cheddar that comes in a variety of flavours. Karaleggi have some lovely fresh cheeses. So it's a whole variety of cheeses. So there's there's plenty there for people. It's really a, a, a cheese lover's week. So get out there and find those fantastic cheeses. And I presume that cheese made from raw milk, like that has an impact on the flavour. Uh, very much so, because it's all about reflecting the natural grasses. I mean, we're coming from a world, I suppose, where things have become very homogenized flavors, um, flavors and textures because of the mass scale of food, uh, food production nowadays. So I suppose we're counteracting that and going back to basics about the, the artisanal method. So it very much allows you know, the natural flavors of what the animal is eating in the grasses to come through in the cheese. So the microfloras are very, com- very much coming through. Uh, there's great sense of kind of provenance of, of, of what the of what the animals have been eating. It comes through in the milk and very much uh, that, that changes during the year because now the animals are out on grass or eating fresh grass. So you have very um, summer type flavors coming through and then it changes then as the autumn time goes on when they're indoors and on haylage and different grains. So the flavors are very, very distinct, very unique and cannot be copied elsewhere because they're very reflective of the environment in which they're made and the land from which the animals are getting their source of um, grass and feed. And many years ago, raw milk was outlawed, like you couldn't buy it. So there was a huge campaign in Ireland that I think Doreena Allen from Ballymaloo was very heavily involved in getting the word out there that raw milk is totally fine. Quite safe, yeah. I suppose it, it kind of started. I suppose we began to notice in the early, um, early, early in this century, which is only twenty three years old, we saw that there was kind of a clampdown, and uh, producers and farmers, uh, or farmers who were producers as well of raw milk, raw milk cheese, uh, were being kind of encouraged um, not to continue to produce uh, raw milk cheeses or raw milk, but with um, so a group of people got together, like Sadrina Allen. Kevin Sheridan of um, Sheridan's Cheesemongers and the great Dr. Colin Sage of UCC, uh, who's a professor there, uh, they came together uh, with those of us who were still very much um, producing raw milk cheeses. And we tried to um, work um, with, with the authorities, the Department of Agriculture, the veterinary inspectors to protect Irish raw milk cheeses. So we now have, I mean, we now have about 12 raw milk cheese producers in the country. Some of them are very seasonal and that's why they're not participating. They actually don't have cheese yet or such limited supply. They didn't feel it was worth it for them to get involved in the promotion um, this month. But uh, thankfully, um, we got the Presidia. The Presidia was formed, which has been very much uh, supported by Slow Food International and very much supported here in Ireland by uh, the likes of Eurotox and independent retailers and Sheridan's cheesemongers. And so it has stopped, I suppose. We may have less uh, cheese producers producing raw milk cheeses, but those of us who are there are very strong and determined. And we do get support um, within, you know, from the authorities and the Food Safety Authority because... um, 
we do make representations of them and we justify our existence and we justify what we do. It doesn't come easy, but we're quite determined people and we don't take no for an answer because we wouldn't be at what we're at if we weren't able to stand up and justify what we were doing and proving. We have to do, uh, we do more testing of our milk and of our cheeses than those producing industrial cheeses or cheeses made from pasteurised cheese to prove that our milk is safe and it is safe to use to make our wonderful raw milk cheeses. Well, I'm a great advocate for collaboration. I'm very passionate about it because I think together we're stronger and this initiative is a prime example of a group coming together and making their voice louder because they're working together. Yes, very much. There's the Irish saying in Nartha, we definitely are stronger when we unify. And to be fair, I mean, Kosh, the Irish Farmhouse Cheese Association that is over um, uh, 40 members, they have they are supporting this campaign. Um, and even though they're not all making raw milk cheeses themselves, they see it as, you know, is the sum of the parts of what the Irish farmhouse cheese industry is about. And we get great support with one another because we're able to support one another even when companies are starting off, you know, to encourage them and able to give them the advice as to what kind of testing they need to do, what kind of hassle plan they need to put in place to, to justify what they're doing to their veterinary inspectors or Department of Agriculture inspectors. And then when we get the wonderful support of the likes of the universities like UCC are great supporters, our other universities, uh, DCU and, and Galway, we're formerly known as GM and IT, the likes of Dorina Allen as part of Eurotox and other members of chefs. I mean, when chefs stand up and say, you know, we 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 are happy to serve. These are the best chefs, Michelin star chefs and um, chefs around the country. And when they put our raw milk cheeses on their menus and say it on their menus, it gives it gives confidence then to the consumer, to the public that these cheeses are safe to eat, you know, which is great. I'm definitely like yourself. Collaborations are great. And it's always great to see artisan producers name checked on menus whenever you go into a restaurant or a cafe. And I think there should definitely be more of that in Ireland. Uh, very much so. And um, it was something that was starting there in the last couple of years because of good organisations like Eurotalk. And I suppose um, chefs began to re realise the importance of um, promoting local produce in your own area. I suppose to make your menu, to make your cafe or your restaurant or your hotel stand out because, um, you know, to, to, so so that you are giving a unique offering for the diners that come to eat in your come to eat in your restaurant. And I think it's going to become more and more significant, Sharon, um, because we saw how the invasion of, of Ukraine has so much affected um, supplies and food supplies. And um, and not just because of Ukraine, because of other as with climate change, we're hearing continually now about shortages of different types of fruits and vegetables and food products, which is not surprising considering what has gone on in the whole, I suppose, industrialization of food. But I mean, we're an island nation, and I mean it's it's only two generations back where we produced our own food. We, the majority of were coming from farms where we were growing our own fruit and vegetable and producing our own meat and milk and even cheese and butter. And I suppose we lost that as we became a more industrial nation ourselves, a more industrial country. 
and um, producing more of industrial food products. But I think people are going back to, I mean, so many people got back into growing their own food during COVID when they had time on their hands that they hadn't before. The likes of GIY and Mick Kelly have done great things in, you know, in encouraging people to go back to food, growing even the most simplest of food. And I think it's even when you just grow something yourself, it might only be lettuce on your on, on your on your window. You put the true value in food. And we we hear like in the last week we're hearing about prices and food inflation and you know the price of um, I suppose homogenized milk and butter has come down. But what I would say as a food producer, food became too cheap. And and what really when you were buying a whole chicken for six euro, what really were you buying is what I question. I mean, people place value in their cars and on their smartphones and their latest gadgets and clothing. But we, we, we really need to focus on food and what we pay for food because food we're digesting, we're putting into our body. And I mean, there is no price. Um, you can't put price on good, healthy food. And I think chefs have become very much aware of that, which is great. And it gives a sense of uniqueness and individuality to your restaurant or hotel or cafe. I also think that whenever food is cheaper, then it has an impact on food waste. That food waste actually increases the cheaper that food is because people don't have that appreciation or they're not putting enough value on what they're buying. Uh, very, very much so, Sharon. I mean, that's a very good point about food waste. And I mean, I was brought up in a house where... Uh, Food waste was not good. I suppose we were brought up at a time, you know, where we always had the box for concern for the poor babies in Africa, which unfortunately is still going on. But I mean, to waste food, I mean, I go mad in my house. Now, we're not perfect in my house. When I go away for a few days and John is at home with the kids and I've me's prepared, if I come home and I see they haven't been eaten as food is wasted, I go bananas, pardon the pun. But um, food waste is such a big issue. I mean, when we all think about and we all see continually, whether it's on social media and television, but there are people starving in the world. And we were so lucky here in Ireland, um, you know, to be living in a first world country where we can eat healthy food. And um, there are some people who, unfortunately, even in, Ireland, even in Ireland, who think they can't afford to buy food. But processed food is not healthy food. And when it comes cheap, when you get something cheap, you don't respect it, whether it's food or whether it's clothing or something e e easy got, e e easy thrown away is what I would say. But food wastage, I mean, chefs are doing an awful lot about that nowadays to show how we don't need to waste, you know, so much food. And as you say, when we pay more for it, we put more value in it and we don't waste it and we enjoy um, every moment of it. And that's the important thing about food. It should be there from enjoyment, not just as a fuel to stuff into your body and get out and do whatever. Food is so precious and is so important for one's health, not just physical health, but for mental health and emotional health. And I think that's something that's an educational piece. We really need to get out more there as food producers. And it's something that we're trying to do this week you know, to show the health benefits of eating raw milk cheese so that you're not wasting it. You are paying more for it, but you're paying for a very, very healthy and delicious food. And I would say that if you are consuming a lot of processed food, as you say, it has an impact on your health. And then going to the doctor, it's not cheap in Ireland. So, you know, that 50 quid that you're paying out to the GP You'd be better. Yes. Look, you'd be better looking at that in your shopping trolley with good quality food in it. 
Uh, very much so. It's I mean, what price can you what price can one put on one's health? And as you say, like down the country, we think we're lucky to be paying 50 euro, which is still a lot of money. But if you think about the cost of going to hospital and obviously our health system is under severe pressure here in Ireland and the cost not just to oneself, but the cost to the country of a whole. I mean, as an as a nation, we need to be having a campaign about preventing preventing from having to go into hospital and make and you know and getting sick and definitely what you're eating whether you're eating or drinking putting into your body and even onto your body that's a whole different ball game but has a huge effect on your health and it's not something that we that that we tend to equate that we put together that you know healthy food means he- healthy body and, and mind as well and very much so some people don't think about going to the doctor or going into the chemist you know, buying continually buying medication for whether it is a cold or a flu or some kind of an allergy. But that's all related to the food that you're eating. And it's something we need to become more conscious of. Well, listen, a great initiative, Irish Raw Milk Cheese Week. As you said there, there is a website there where people can get more information. But to also whenever they are doing their, their shopping this week, just to keep an eye out for there could be tastings in store, for example, or to ask your your local cheesemonger what what they have that is made from raw milk and what's new to give it a taste. Yeah, it's very much an opportunity to um to get to taste cheeses that you might wouldn't have realised there were raw milk cheeses, or to uh, some some producers you may never have heard of before. And and just from a Santola point of view, we do produce both pasteurized and raw milk cheeses. The reason being that any milk we buy in just under uh, regulation, we have to pasteurize that milk. So they're different cheese. They're 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 very different cheese to our raw milk cheeses. But it's all very clearly labeled, you know, as to which cheese you're getting. So it is important as the customer going in buying the cheese that you ask your cheesemonger or wherever you're buying it. You know, and if there isn't somebody to talk to, to look at the labelling. But it's, this opportunity is all about celebrating the wonderful raw milk cheeses because they taste so good and are so much part of our heritage. And you're very much, um, by buying a raw milk cheese and enjoying it, you're very much supporting, you know, um, a small group of farmers and producers who are very much about keeping our, our culture and our health heritage and our traditional methods alive. So there'll be an awful lot about it in social media. Most people are on social media now, irrespective of their age, as well as on the website, www.irishcheese.ie. And we will be doing a tasting in Limerick this Friday and at the Sheridan's counter in uh, Dunn Stores. We'll be tasting there from four to seven this Friday as part of Irish Cheese Week. Fantastic. Siobhan, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me about it today. You're very welcome. I could talk about cheese and raw milk cheese all day long. You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM.